important talk. <laughs> they only put the meat in the top, Brent, of this enchilada? Yeah, the only thing inside of the enchilada was cheese. Mm. All right, looks like I'm not going to be able to get all you at the same time. That'll work. Ah. Audio chaos. I paid my dues. <laughs> I said my sentence. But committed no crime. And bad mistakes. I've made a few. With that fail eighty four, we have him, Timothy, our champ, the people's champ. Chris Yonke. Chris, welcome howdy, to Fail 84. We've, we've talked we before. Now? Hello. <laughs> oh, how are we doing? Has everyone recovered emotionally since I've won? No. <laughs> the last the fail the fail verse has has heard from us, we were discussing the final four, which was yourself did not include Ben. We knew back then, back in December, I think it was what the Second week of December, third week of December, we knew that Ben was not going to repeat. The league was going to was going to live on. It was and it was going to be a matter of whether it was Brent, Chris, Jonathan, or who was the fourth team? Eli. Eli. In the in the title game. That's right. And now, fast forward, us three podfathers, none of us, uh, myself, uh, highest, uh, highest in order, uh, did not did not think to podcast. Uh, at all between now and then, but here we are. Chris is champ. Really thought about it. But... Chris is champ. Congratulations, sir. Thank Congratulations. You, thank, you, thank you. Did you think it was thank over you. when Andrews died first of all? And how did you recover mentally as <laughs> as governor uh, of your team from then from then point uh, from that point until now? Um, it sucked because Andrews has been kind of an OG. I think. I didn't draft him, but I traded him in a pretty funny trade with, with Jeremy like years and years and years ago. And so I'd hold on to him forever. But yeah, that was an emotional dick kick. So that wasn't a ton of fun. Um, and also just like the funniest, I don't know, team comp. I made such a big deal about over the offseason going all tight end heavy. Got Hawkinson, who was a god. And he also went down too. So it was just this funny... I don't know, constantly trying to catch up with where my team was going all season. And so yeah, Andrews went down and Sorry, buddy. We're gonna take you out behind the shed and <laughs> turn you into some assets to turn around and get Ingram from you. So thank you. Love you, for that. love you, but see you, Mark Andrews. You no longer yep. are, are valuable to me in the slightest. <laughs> A little cutthroat in that way. I think I'd probably yeah. do that with. I I didn't do that with Lamar last year, but two years ago, I don't know. Lamar's been hurt a shit ton. And quarterbacks a, a totally different conversation, um, right? Which is why Brent, you didn't sell Burrow as soon as you, as soon as he was out for the season, right? It's not like you're fading him in any in any stretch of the imagination in your right. mind at all. 
And I'm sure you're happy you didn't do that, Brent, because now Howell is no longer a starting QB. Dak is no longer a starting QB. You know, you've just lost both these guys. <laughs> Matter yeah. of no time. And it was it was just crazy how <clears throat> both of them went from just absolutely going insane throughout the year and then to how Howell was a top five guy most like I would say through the first eight, nine weeks or some shit. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah, statistically, right. And then it was like then he was benched and it was like, okay, he's probably not even gonna be with Washington next year. And it was like mm-hmm. oh, shit, okay. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Dak. Dak will be back. Dak, I'm just Dak will go in. somewhere if it's not Dallas, but I think they pay him personally. Dak is a good quarterback. That shit was, I don't know, that shit was ungodly what they did or didn't do. I should say. You don't, think with, you don't think they'll go with Trey Lance? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? They could go with Zach Wilson once they trade him there. <laughs> Cowboys can collect all of them. <laughs> Two way at that point, and Mac Jones is definitely available. So why, why wouldn't they go? What after a class, that? man! Holy shit! Even and this is the even T Law, but even T Law has had his yeah. questions after that class was touted as like, well, the next four Andrew Lux in a row, you know. Yeah, maybe Mac Jones can follow Bill down to Dallas. <laughs> you think Bill wants him go. following him? Probably, yeah. <laughs> It's like that it's like that stray that keeps following you. You're like, wait, no, I don't I don't actually want you to keep following me. Like I said, go You take home. a trip to Costa Rica and you give it one scrap and all of a sudden you're taking that dog home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Chris, well what uh obviously we need a we need a little bit of a of a view from the top, the tippy top, uh from Champ Tower. Uh, what's your view on the league? What was your view going into going into the playoffs? Obviously, you loved you loved your team and your chances. I'm not saying for you to gauge other teams, obviously. Um, and in retrospect, but now as champ moving forward, um, where's your where's your roster as far as a as far as a as it currently stands? Um, in your mind, what do you need to do, or who do you need to see step up in order to really uh, cement your chances to end this thing going into next year? Sure. And what's your um, from the top? Yeah, well, I, I it's it's kind of I had a funky year. I had a funky season because I I followed like a couple different fantasy football podcasts and tweets and all this. And so they were recapping after the championship, like these are the top five quarterbacks, top five receivers, top five running backs. I think the only player I had in any of those lists for the playoffs was Lamar Jackson. Like my team, and I don't know if you guys feel this way too, was funky. Like it was a bunch of like good not great who would pop kind of players even Mahomes even Lamar like we're in and out all year of the top five top ten whatever Lamar obviously finished super hot which is why I'm talking to you guys today but it was yeah it was a funny year like I had a bunch of like really good but like I didn't have a Tyreek or a CMC or a Iron Jonathan had both those guys I know it's so wild and so you yeah you look at those lists that those those tweets were coming out of and it was like Jonathan's team or you know, like all these different players that just yeah I don't know it was a funky year so so going into the playoffs I felt confident but it was it was a very weird season in that like again I didn't have I felt like guys I could put into a lineup I, I did but like guys who I knew were just going to blow the water out every freaking time mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't know I've gotten to a little like 
XL rabbit hole with uh, kind of the post Kirk Cousins injury. And so I, when I started doing those numbers, I felt more and more confident about how just consistently like like buoyant and like solid on solid, really good. But it like my team constantly was like 130 to 150 for like six straight weeks or some shit. Mm-hmm. So I felt really confident going to the playoffs. Um, and of all the teams that we were sitting there staring at, I, when I did that spreadsheet information or whatever, Eli's team was one of, if not like the two or three hottest teams from week eight, nine, ten on. Like his team with some of the trades he made, getting Hawkinson, who obviously got hurt too. Um, I think he made a couple other deals, getting DeAndre Swift, trading away one of those quarterbacks. Like his team just continued mm-hmm. to for T Higgins too. Um, and so, yeah, they did. It felt good going to the playoffs, but again, it was like this funky year where I just wasn't overly confident, like I'm going to blow everyone out of the water. Right. Um, until I did that kind of like little data collection to I don't know, rig the numbers in my favor. But like, oh, okay. you can you can massage numbers to make yourself feel good about anything, and so I massaged them enough to make myself feel good. I guess. Twelve waffles in twelve hours. How do I massage that to? Oh, you're doing. I was just saying you're doing. Better. You could throw them into a spreadsheet. What do you guys, I mean, where were you guys all at with my, the playoffs in general? I mean, you, I don't think you guys picked me. Newton board. Y'all were, I, y'all I were, was... y'all were playoff teams, playoff teams. Chime in. So I had Chris as, um, in my own predictions as the most likely non-buy team. I still had um, Jonathan as the number one overall because a buy is just so, to be able to not play one game is so valuable. Um, to not I think lose I probably, one game. True. And I think uh, <laughs> what I probably overlooked there was then Jonathan automatically would play Eli in the second round if Eli was the lowest remaining seed. And Eli vastly exceeded my expectations. So I think that's probably what drove the most change. I don't know if, if Eli loses in the first, I haven't done the math yet, but if Eli loses in the first round, how in net that affects the playoffs. But Chris beating me in the first round, no surprise. I think I put him as a uh, 30 or 35 point favorite when when I was running my own numbers so that wasn't a shock and then Eli doing what he does in the playoffs he just gets hot why these three weeks are his weeks I don't know but great points to him I'm so glad we added a seventh spot mm-hmm. um, to give him the opportunity and yeah he didn't win which was Chris plug your ears for a second a bit of a bummer because it would have been a really fun Cinderella story to have back to back True. Like, I would have been happy if you bottom, it's, it's always been in this league since the start. Yeah. Bottom seeded teams back to back years going all the way, even to have them in yeah. the championship shows the parody that this league has. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Chris's team was probably the best, the highest floor team of anyone. We saw Josh's Aww. or excuse me. We saw Jonathan's team have one or two weeks that were just that little bit lower. Chris will remind you of his one bad week, but in reality, he just didn't. He, he didn't underperform ever. And that's uh that's a really good recipe to win a fantasy football league. So points to him. Good work. Obviously it's hard because he defeated my team so soundly, but I didn't also show up and I didn't have a quarterback, so I'm not worried. How about you, BG? I honestly I think the team that I did like think had the best shot probably was Chris's. I didn't want myself to believe it. Just because of don't suck up to him to his face, everyone. <laughs> Just because God. of the consistency. I mean, my team reaction as soon as I as soon as I barely snuck past Dan, I the was mid- barely certain that I was not gonna do well. Um hey, it was a record setting week you guys had though. 
<laughs> yeah. hey, not not the not the good kind of records <laughs> would you combine for like 150 160 yeah it was like one, under 170 for mm. sure it's a hard mm. fought defensive battle yeah 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 and so i was like i could have used what dak and uh and what uh jake ferguson did in the playoffs i could have used their points i think jake ferguson had like almost 50 and dak had Jesus. 40 <laughs> So I mean, yeah, I I liked Eli's team just because, like what Knut said, I was kind of rooting for that underdog to to go through win it. Um, but yeah, I thought any of the, I thought really any of the teams um, in that final four, like all of us had had those boom. Like I mean, just a few weeks ago, my team put up you know two yeah two fifty or some shit yeah it was yeah insane. I mean so. I mean, all of us had the firepower to do it. It was just going to be who stepped up. And it just kind of sucked that, you know, Dak had a horrible game. And then um, Howell was on the verge of, I think the only reason he started. Was he benched that game? He was was benched and then the starting quarterback got hurt. Yeah. That's right. And (laughs) it's like, what's your starting (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you're actually starting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... I, I think I like where our league is at, though, because I think we have a lot of these guys that can come back and win. And I mean, you're going to even have the team like even uh, a team like Jeremy, who's going to compete again this year. You he's know, got six have... or seven first round picks this year. So he's team, he's coming back. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah. we we conceivably could have eight to nine teams you know pete if you can add a little don't bit don't talk team, don't talk to me don't i mean we could have nine me. nine teams up there fighting for the top seven spots so don't don't mention me in that crowd but no, you'll probably be doing waffles again so yeah of course because caleb williams isn't gonna declare and so he just, he just did today oh he, he did. did fuck all right well all right cool <laughs> i don't have to do waffles next year perfect i did see marvin harrison jr said he was coming back though <laughs> Don't say that either. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Peter, if it makes you feel better, quarterbacks at 101 are a really good way of preventing waffles because yeah, they don't ever flame out. Um, no. So I think you're set for yeah, they're, a they're really... Never, they're never horrible. Yeah. Just you need to pick get a quarterback at 104. If you pick a there generational QB... I'll pick, I'll pick again. the playoffs. I'll pick the best quarterback in the draft again at 103 two years in a row. There you go. That's the move. That's the, or you just trade for two of them that are consistently very good. That's the that's my favorite strategy. That's your favorite strategy. Who did? Hey, this was actually now it finally worked. So this was my strategy. What was it? Four years ago at the draft. Yeah. I just wanted to get Lamar and Pat. That was my whole fucking strategy. And then your brother finally got him. Thanks, Ben. But yeah, finally, finally got it. And lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes is putting up fourteen points a game throughout the entire. Oh my god, he was still quarterback eight on the season. I relax, <laughs> relax. Well, if you want me to get into next year, I can tell you how confident <laughs> I feel about that. They just need to get some people who can catch a ball. Outside I mean, for- of Rashi. Rashi's nice. Oh yeah, he's nice. looked nice. Mm-hmm. He has looked really nice. Mm-hmm. But Chris, for as much as you for as much as you always uh, have been known to carry very little bench depth. Currently looking at your bench and going into this year with the limited pick resources that you currently have, 
the bench is like, and I think we saw this in the power rankings maybe a few weeks ago, uh, that your bench is not is not anything to to blink at. I guess it's something to pay attention to. You have mm-hmm. Najee, you have Cooper, um, and and even well, Zeke shoot, to an, and even Zeke to an extent, and Mostert's right. on your bench, which is like you have you have running back two overall from the season sitting on your bench currently. That is, uh, and you got him for what a second from Dan P. It was a mid, no, it was a late, later second, mid, late second. It was my round second round pick. pick. Yeah. So what, 110, yeah, I, 111? Yeah. Or I, I scraped together a decent amount of, de- I mean, because when you look at the, shoot, even the playoffs in the championship game, I had, I think Mostert was out championship week, Keenan was out championship week. There's another couple of guys, but I, yeah, this depth came out of nowhere. Michael Meyer going into next alive. year. Stevenson going down really helped him. Sorry about that one, Lord. Um. <laughs> But yeah, things kind of shook out pretty well. Honestly, like, would have been nice to keep that second round pick, but I'm glad I had Mostert because it was nice to have that kind of sitting there with me. But I don't know if I would have needed him with like Stevenson going down because Zeke was a top, I don't know, 12, 14 back for the three weeks through the playoffs. Jonathan is another contender going into next year whose depth is uh is actually very solid. Uh, and by yeah. very solid, I mean Bijan on his bench, Jonathan Mingo on his bench, Michael Pittman on his bench. Um, that's those are solid pieces. Knut and Bort, what are your guys' benches looking like going into the year? I'm curious. About as good as my starters. Okay, twelve point guys. Is that good? No, no, it's a lot of guys that are going to score nine point eight points per week Mm. consistently, and that's okay. I mean, I got rid of my perennial. Should I start him, guy, and send him to Bort? And that's a a real relief because. That wide receiver room in Washington was tough. So Curtis Samuel being gone, huge relief, makes roster decisions so much easier. Um, no, I'll be able to cut guys this year a lot easier than last year. I'm not going to be worried. So I have, uh, I think I have five total picks in the first two rounds, um, and I'll backfill with younger guys. And if long as one or two of them can be Zay Flowers-esque, then I have another starter, and I'm really excited for next year. Probably don't make the playoffs next year because I think there'll be enough teams but then again, I don't know. I mean, Jeremy decided to compete this year, and that really that surprised me. So that set me in a – or he decided not to compete, excuse me, and that probably allowed me to enter the playoffs. So mm. who knows? We'll see what, what next year brings. You know, I mean, maybe a Dan K decides he wants to blow it up. His team on paper probably could make the playoffs, but what does that do for his future? We'll see. So next year's a long time from now. How about you, um, I'm going through right now. Um, a lot of hope is out there. Um, yeah, got maybe. some young guys. Twenty four sports yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I've got you know Ty J Spears, who if Henry leaves, could take over He's the backfield. Yeah. Um, Michael Thomas. It'd be nice if he could play a full season. He won't. Um, Josh Palmer played pretty well with uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen out. So, you know, if they let one go and Quentin Johnson didn't really look that good. So, you know, what could he do if they get a good offensive coach? Uh, Getting Tank Tank Dell back from the IR will be nice. Pat Fryermuth spent a lot of time on my bench this year. Just had a – was hurt, I think, a little bit. 
And uh, yeah, that's about it. Then I got three second round picks, uh, one early th third. So we'll see. Okay. You guys need any aging receivers? You go ahead and let me know. No, oh, Josh Reynolds just got put up on the block. <laughs> also, I am so happy that I did not trade Puka Nakua to anybody. We almost did. <laughs> oh, you were. Close. I actually, I had the ball in my court, and I said no. And I, I, I yeah, you do. I regret it. I regret it. Oh, what was what was that trade a, that I sent? A you? first and a no. Two firsts and a second. Josh Jacobs. Nope. So I had, yep, I had offered pick. I basically escalated trade offers for Puka from like second to first to the first and a second to a two first to Lord knows what else I'd offered. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what had triggered you to like actually send the offer. Maybe it was Puka had, maybe Jacobs blew off for Puka in a bad game, but you sent me an offer of Josh Jacobs for Puka Nakua straight up one to one. Which, in hindsight, would have probably been a fair-ish trade, but I'm sure we're both happy. And again, I won the title, so I'm happy with how things kind of shook out, but I'm sure we're both happy sitting where we're at now. Yeah, especially with how the rest of my team ended up turning out. Like, he's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't have... All my guys are old, so I'm a little bit... I'm going to need to figure out some hopefully hit some guys in the second and third because, I don't know, we'll see. You got the third round draft on lock, though. That's where you got Puka. I got two thirds, and so no. let's see what I can yeah. do. <laughs> do it again. I think we... Dell's injury. Is he coming back this next year? Who? No. Thank you. Broke his foot or, or leg, right? Fibula? Is that a recoverable injury? He'll be back. I think so. Right? Yeah. No, I think your team will be fi fine. I think your team will be right back into the playoff mix next year with Dak, Burrow, mm -hmm. Chase. Running backs will be kind of sus, but I started the year with you know, James Cook. With running back. No. no, I drafted. I traded for him like three weeks into the season. I don't even know who I had for running back. Aaron Jones and well, yeah. JT over the summer, but I traded him. That's kind of triggered all this. <laughs> we Glad I got out of that. Right. Friggin', I know I got stinking shit with that thing. I don't know if he was startable most of the year. Jonathan didn't. Jonathan didn't care. Yeah. He had every other top five running back. <laughs> that's how I got him to. That's how I got him to pay heavy for it. Think of what you could do with another running back, which almost in theory worked. His team looked real scary for about two weeks until running back started a running back. Right, <laughs> right. They running back at the at at the least uh, or at the most inopportune time uh, for mm -hmm. him, and uh, at the perfect time for everybody else. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I appreciated Kamish going all in on that. I wanted to copy him with the tight ends, but apparently they're harder to get. But I appreciated him doing it. I was also someone who likes to be proven right. I was very happy to see all of the running backs that kicked my ass last year, two years ago, whatever. It was, yeah, it was kind of a funny train wreck to watch. A beautiful train when it was running on. Beautiful.
his team, yeah, his team felt un- his team felt unstoppable, but his quarterbacks just oh couldn't God. stay healthy. Yeah, that, that yeah. And so now who's got, he's got Kyler and Kyler and Goff. Who's his second? Goff. Goff. Okay. Yeah, you got you got good starters here next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see with the. I mean, Kyler could be throwing to Marvin Harrison. Very. I can help. Speaking mm. of teams with no receivers, Cardinals are one of them. Hollywood Brown's nice, but he's not a one. Mm-mm. They've got McBride. Hopefully, he's nice, but I don't know. we'll see what the Cardinals do. I mean, Kyler did really well when they had Hopkins there. Yeah. So if he could get a young Marvin Harrison Jr., that could be really nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. As you all know, I'm a big Kyler fan, so I think he will be all right. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. He might look, he might look really good going too. to Justin Jefferson, too. Oh, oh whoa. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> Give me some of that. Can you, your face says I'm a big fan. I'm in the Kyler hating committee. I really, mm. I sit there strongly, been positioned. I've, I've uh, I don't know, didn't like him in Oklahoma. Don't like him now. Just that play style seems far too chaotic to be sustainable which has been generally true. I mean, he's played not that many games, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll be so, so very wrong. I think what will be really interesting is if either of the top two rookie quarterbacks go to somewhere other than where people think, and it is a bad spot. Um, If Chicago trades or decides not to go QB, which I still think they're going to go QB, but – who knows? They could, the yeah, they QB could that goes to Washington will be interesting because if it, I don't know, I just, something tells me it won't be the team that we're expecting. And I don't know, but it'll also depend a lot on who some of these head coaching vacancies get filled by. I don't know. We'll have to see. Pats are at three, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So all so got, the yeah, Williams and May, and then I don't know if, is it going to be that Jaden Reed kid from LSU? Is he going top three? I am not following a ton of the NCAA. I've heard of I've heard of Jaden over Drake May. I think Drake May's falling. Really? Yeah. Really? Heard it here first. The Bort report. Drake Drake so May put is that Mitch, on Twitter. Yeah. Drake May is Mitch Trubisky, North Carolina quarterback that uh, just can put up good stats, but there's some legitimate questions about that next level athleticism that GMs really want today. Because GMs want to have a guy that can boogie all around and outside of the pocket. The only good recent North Carolina quarterback is Sam Howell. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the chaotic good, chaotic evil? You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's chaotic good. Sam Howell's chaotic good for the league. I appreciate he what is, he uh, He drinks a lot of Appalachian moonshine before every single game <laughs> and plays exactly like it. <laughs> His smelling salts are just straight cocaine. It's yeah. like your favorite uncle. Right out under the field. He'd no, I don't know. I think well, he'd fit well in the Minnesota offense. Josh has got a decision to make, though. If he holds 101, genuinely, of saying, okay, I already have Levis and Richardson. I have 101. Do I go for a third quarterback and establish utter, like, total depth there at the position? Or. Do I try to do anything other than that and take best 
best non-quarterback, even at 101, seems silly to me. I would think Josh is at least if I'm taking quarterback or I'm trading, but I'm probably just standing pat at 101, knowing that I got it for free. Um, and I take Caleb and move on with my life. I think that's an interesting point. I do think, and I've been hearing more and more that um, with Williams and May haven't fallen off, but with basically Marvin Harrison's profile continuing to grow, I've seen more people even saying that even in Superflex, he might be the best player available, which is pretty outstanding to say when you've got, yeah. again, Williams, who's been fell of the ball for two years, May, who came on hot. So we'll see different strategies there you could do the but you pull the bears trade down a couple spots get a draft haul because josh's team needs players everywhere he's got mm -hmm. some good core pieces but you know it's tough to start from yeah start from a, a rebuild or a teardown mm -hmm. and even if he didn't want and to we'll go back so far that. someone like jeremy could really be looking to move up too even just from three mm -hmm. he doesn't have three jeremy has two jeremy has two and there's no way jeremy is trading up he's got arguably two of the top five dynasty quarterbacks. I don't think he invests heavy capital in another quarterback. But I'm saying, does he move up to one to secure Marvin Harrison Jr.? If he's spooked that Josh would potentially take him at one, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. We're months. If I were Josh, I'd start singing away. that song right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll say, oh yeah, I'm Marvin Harrison's my bell of the ball. Come, I am take him from imagine, imagine a team of Herbert, um... Josh Allen, stop it, stop it, Justin stop it, Jefferson, stop it, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bauer, Deontay Johnson, Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> He'll never go. He'll never go. We'll see. I think, but there is there's a legitimate shot that uh, someone on this call he he's you know he'll keep it under the radar, but it would make a heck of a lot of sense for him to move up to 101 and take a quarterback from three. Certainly but, would. He, uh, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, there's a certain, there's a certain recency biases. More picks that are still good picks can still be worth more than fewer picks more at picks, a better spot. So, because realistically, you're going to get the second best quarterback at 103. I, I doesn't really matter Probably. who end up my being pick, my pick of a non Caleb quarterback. So honestly, right? so though, I think we've seen that uh, the first pick to the first QB to go isn't the best QB to go. We've seen that in multiple drafts. It all. I think we've also seen that you've seen 101 be a pretty guaranteed shoe in. Fantasy mm -hmm. football is fucking hard. Football is hard. And so I think there's just, I don't know, this shit's random so much of the time. Except for when it's not. Uh, yeah. You just, you just need to find a quarterback that doesn't take tests. He just plays football. Yeah. I test football. Absolutely. That's very important. No, I, and I'll, I'll say too, it was just funny. I was uh, DMing with one governor that was asking me what I saw in Herbert and Stroud. You know, what, what did I look for? How did I see those two? And the simple kind of snarky answer is who's their offensive coordinator? Because mm -hmm. the best thing for a rookie quarterback is do they have an offensive coordinator that is willing to work with them? Because we've seen time and time again these offensive these quarterbacks that come in, and I'll argue this was the thing for for first year Trevor Lawrence under the Urban Meyer regime is they wanted him to just learn football their way, learn it, learn it, learn it. These guys are unique. They've been the superstar 
for somewhere between two and four years. They have been the best player in the country. And then all of a sudden they get forced into these situations where they're not the superstar and they're getting yelled at because they're doing stuff wrong because they're throwing interceptions and whatever. Well, you go into the Texans offensive room this year and it was Stroud's show from day one, baby. And it just, that's an exciting prospect to look for. So who knows what that looks like, but I could see if Washington takes a quarterback, I could see them easily trying to retool around whoever that quarterback ends up being. And I think that's a, a solid, exciting spot. And then we'll see what happens with Tennessee. I don't know. They've got the seventh overall pick. Most everybody has them going with a offensive lineman. Allegedly, they believe in the future is the milk-free man. But <laughs> I don't know. I, he had one really good game this year against Hail a team man, that didn't Will. want to be there. And then some very mid-game. So I don't know what they're going to do. I think Washington isn't so scary anymore with the new ownership. And I think that this new ownership is really going to be invested in the team. They've got some good weapons to throw to. So if they do go quarterback, I wouldn't be like, oh, but they went to Washington because they just hired that old, what, Golden State GM and Rick Spielman, right? They hired both. I know. What a funky hire. Slick Rick. Bob Myers and Rick together. Wait a second. You're going to trust Rick Spielman to pick your quarterback? Yeah, no <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. What do you um, mean not necessarily? You're going to trust the NBA guy. Okay, got it. <laughs> I think they know talent when they see it. I think – so I was looking not into it. I think they're just a com- – they're a committee at this point. They're going to be hiring actual GMs and actual mm-hmm. coaches. I think they did just recently make a hire too. But I, it's a funny, like, cross-pro sport. Yeah, how how good are you at evaluating talent, regardless of the skill or the you know, mm. position or whatever? No, I think Washington will be fun. They seem like a great main place. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a wild card jumping up to one to get Williams. Do you think that they risk going with another North Carolina quarterback? I so I, I personally like don't believe in the school makes the quarterback kind of thing. I don't know. We heard all the OSU shit, and we heard all this and that, and so Stroud has killed it. Um, Joe Burrow played at OSU, so I don't know. I just I don't think I don't think the school makes a quarterback. I think it's it's an individual's game, and I think players can succeed regardless. And so I don't know. I don't think they'd be scared off. I think it's also interesting. We've set such a ridiculously high threshold for rookie quarterbacks in Superflex. I mean, and I didn't play, I'll be honest. I I didn't start Dynasty until the year before I joined this league. But it sure seems like the guys like the Josh Allens and the Justin Herberts, now C.J. Stroud, they have really skewed our perception of a rookie quarterback, and we, we don't give anybody time anymore. Now, Zach Wilson was given time. It didn't work. Um, the Patriots' entire room was given time. It didn't work. But – it's interesting how how hard it is to to wait, and I'm sure Pete can attest to this, when your rookie studs don't do exactly what you want them to do day one. That's it's painful. To say the least. Easy it's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> 
I'm not bitter. No, I'm I just think... uh, it's true. It's true. And um and the good teams who the good governors who who know what they're doing are willing to sit and stay. Uh Chris, you're an example of that to an extent with Wilson. Um Garrett in New York. Uh he's a stud. Um and he was also offered in a dozen trades this year. So. I'm, sure, I'm sure he was, <laughs> but for but for a price. For a price, not yeah. a bargain. Um and yeah. Props to well, especially now when he's going to go for 25 touchdowns next year. Uh, I know it's going to be crazy when he breaks the record. Didn't we amend it to 23 to tie it, or is he going for 25? We 24, talked 24, 24 and a half. We'll just do yeah. Okay. Um, no, back to Newt's point here is, um, I think our league particularly has a specific challenge with quarterbacks. 14 teams, super flex. You've got the entire starting <laughs> NFL quarterback room. You know, and so it's, it's really hard. It's then seems like you could see places where you could have a rookie sitting on a bench for a year and you're not stressed because you'd have your, your stud. You've got maybe a Geno or a Howell or one of these other kind of like filler quarterbacks while you wait for Anthony Richardson to be good. But yeah, with 14 teams, I think our league particularly poses specifically for quarterbacks a lot of challenges. But in general, yeah, rookies, I think, are being asked to do so much these days as starters in fantasy. And oftentimes I feel like they're doing a damn good job, but it's still like it's it's tricky and stuff. Mm-hmm. Puka, you don't get you don't yeah, you're not always gonna have the Puka breaking rookie records every year. Two years before that, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, killing it. It's, it's tough. Look at Matt holding Jordan Love. I mean, he mm-hmm. he was sitting holding example. strong, and Jordan Love put up zero points essentially for two years except for some garbage time. And then when Aaron went down for one game, but now he finished the year as a top 10 quarterback. And I think most Mm -hmm. experts are going to put him at least top half, maybe top 10 dynasty quarterbacks moving forward after one year of production in an offense that's built around him. And he's got a bunch of young, young, young receivers that are going to keep getting better. And he's still discovering which ones he likes and which ones he doesn't. And hopefully he continues to like Romeo Dobbs. And uh, Is that we'll... the only one Sam doesn't have? Yes. And he tries a lot. I give him credit. He's he's persistent. He's a good fan. God bless him. You know, Shoot, Sam actually turned down a Packer. I, told, I offered him Samori Toure. Didn't want him. Who? Fairweather fan. Doesn't want all the Packers. Oh, funny. Uh, Matt also has Justin Fields. We should. I'd. I'd be curious to get Matt on here and see what his best offers he got for like a Jordan Lover over the years. Because I'm sure mm. folks were asking, "Hey, I'd give you a, a couple early seconds, maybe a late first, just to see." Um, because he was lined up to be the starter for years and years. So yeah, I'd be curious to see what his best offers were ever, if any. Um, Matt actually offered me. In like week three or four, he offered me Fields and the next two firsts that he had for Burrow. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I'd prefer because Fields is Fields is now the starter again. It's been that's the challenge with Fields. It's it's been hot and cold. He's going to be a starter. He's not going to be. We'll see what the draft looks like in four weeks or four weeks five. 
four or five. I know. Months. I'll be really curious to see what they do with Fields. I think he's going to be closer to like a draft day type trade. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if he goes to the right situation, Atlanta. honestly, I was thinking about it the other day. I was Atlanta. Like, I was honestly thinking like Minnesota could be really fun, honestly. Um, with the weapons again that Canute we hates have. it. <laughs> Canute hates. It's Pittsburgh. The answer is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Justin Canute Fields hates, hates mobile quarterbacks. As as a team with both the Pittsburgh starting quarterbacks on their roster. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the answer, maybe. and that's. I don't know if Pittsburgh is going to take a quarterback this year because they seem to pick wrong a lot. But if they pick one of those like day two guys that have a lot of upside on the athleticism, be ready. I mean, I don't oh, know. We'll see, but they're that's a that's a sleepy fun landing spot depending on which guy they get. Although I was very excited about Tennessee taking a quarterback this year, and I just Same. Don't, yeah don't like. Didn't like Levis, and I don't know. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but we'll see. Are there any yeah, teams look at, in your guys' – sorry, can you go ahead? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. I was going to say, are there any teams in your guys' mind primed that – primed for the second chance draft but are too scared to admit it? Should I sign up? Put your hand down, Chris. <laughs> this is the first year I did not either directly enter or spent – days stirring over where not to and i i'm excited about my future i wish i could have had some of the first back of some of the dumb trades that i made this year but uh pause did you, you, can did, have you did you actually submit yeah oh. i've said i've said yes twice 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 it's only four when? years old that's 50 percent of the time when have you seen years? my teams which years were these well it was let's see would have been last year and because i was i was working on the assumption that maybe matt would do it and I was hoping I could pull a QB from him and then law of averages. If we could split those QBs, I could draft one. And then I think it was the opening year. I think it was after I lost my playoff matchup to Sam. If memory serves, I'll have to go back in my DMs with Kamish, but it's there's been two of them. Damn. Now are you going to lose Stroud? Are you going to chance that? Oh, no, not a chance. I have a generational QB now. You'll, I will not enter. Nope. I'm excited. Had, had one, traded him, got another exactly. one. <laughs> it's uh... so I think I think it, I understand obviously where his head at. He was not ready to tank, but I think Dan moving Purdy for one oh one, and then he gave it up for Gino. Yep. I, I think, yeah. What? That was crazy. He, he had my pick and he traded it away. I get that he was going for the playoffs, but like Gino was all you can at that get? point. Like I don't know. I guess he probably saw him. I thought his team took a step back. I don't. I when did that trade happen? Oh, uh, I'll look. Second to last or third play, to last? When did he play Ben? Yeah, because it was before the Ben matchup. Was it because um, all of his QBs were on by? November first. Yeah. He was looking I think for Purdy AQB. was on by. Hertz was still in. So, yes, his team did take a noticeable downturn, but his team was good, is good. For the first few weeks or whatever, was scoring 130 to 150 pretty consistently. He had like one down week. I think most teams did. Um, if you go track, and I've seen these on like Twitter and whatnot, 
uh, Diggs went from like a top two receiver through the first half of the league to like a bottom, not bottom, like top 30. Like he fell off. Like it's with the change in OC, with what they mm-hmm. were doing, which is when you saw James Cook kind of take an uptick as well. Um, yeah, complete downturn. Kelsey had that big 40 point week, and then it was like good, but still like mediocre in terms of Kelsey. Christian Kirk went went down. So, like, yeah, I think Dan got a pretty stiff kick in the dick, too. Did um, Buffalo change? Oh, he got Kincaid, too. He got Kincaid, too. They Sorry, fired, they fired yeah. their OC in like week seven or eight. Yeah. Was that after the hyper targeting of Diggs? Is that the, after the Dolphins loss or something? I don't know exactly which loss it was. I can't remember right at the track. But you could see like a pretty sharp downturn in Diggs targets. And so, yeah, Dan also got Kincaid back. So let's not give him too much shit. Like he did get a good, like a, yeah. a significant tight end premium type of player. But yeah, that was a, that was a tough, tough trading, Well, trading Purdy and getting the first pick in Dalton Kincaid, I thought if he just held Pat there, like that's a win. Yeah, he, he's probably not going to win in the playoffs, but now you've got one. His dynasty odds then immediately go up without necessarily totally like cutting and his even, even if, playoff chances. Even if he would have made that trade before Pete's pick was one one it would have been 102. 103 or Marvin 102 Harrison, or something. You're turning yeah. that into Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams. It's one of those two. And uh-huh. I'm sure you could have traded up. He also had Jake Browning. Right. He it's not like he did yet. he didn't have a second it's not like he didn't have a second quarterback. And Jake Browning, as goofy as it was, was consistently a top ten quarterback every week that he played, except for his one truly garbage week against the a really good Baltimore defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I just didn't Jake Browning outscored. I got both up here, Gino, all but one week in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. And I, again, I made some really awful. I mean, I sent a first to Dan for a quarterback in Atlanta that is worthless now. So I can't really have a hill of beans to stand on, but it's just like, dang, damn, you had it. You had it right here. His team with Caleb Williams would be so spicy. I will see. We'll see. I think, I think Kelsey retires. But he's got Kincaid still now. But again, this is all if we're talking pre-post trade, whatever. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe Diggs is out of Buffalo too. Seems like there's a whole bunch of smoke and shit going on with Diggs for multiple years. It feels like every every year, every year. You're not hyper targeting me 20 times a game. See it. Um, that's like AJ Brown right now too. Like, what's going on there? These superstar wide receivers are divas. Ben already, Ben already lost. Ben'll be back. It'll be ben, back. Ben will be back. Yeah, I was that's a good question. What are what are Ben's prospects? Uh obviously being former champ, only has a third only has a third this year and a fourth this year, but he's still got Tua and Kirk and AJ Brown and Ayuk and C D and I it's mean it's gonna depend on where Kirk goes. If yes. he comes back if he comes back to Minnesota, great for Ben. If he goes to a team like Atlanta, I think that could even still be great for Kirk Cousins and great for Ben. Um, as long as they can kind of seal up that O-line a little bit. But I think there's some good spots that Kirk can go that can be very beneficial for Ben. But just getting Kirk back, like he could 
win it again next year with that team. I agree. Yeah, I, I think, think I think he'll for sure be a playoff team. Yeah. It'll There's be interesting what he does in the wide receiver room. With his tight end room. I mean, Najoku came on strong with Flacco. But McBride's look like the second coming of Christ. But he, <laughs> he, took over he was starter, sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, he so, right. No, I think that Ben is in a really strong position. You're you're absolutely right, Brent. If uh Kirk is a gunslinger QB under a KOC led Vikings offense again, Ben is a top three team in the regular season in this league. Just that that wide receiver room is gonna score a bajillion points. So good for him. And we don't have to hate him anymore. Now we can trade with Ben. I kind of missed it. Ben was a fun guy to talk to. There's a so. new tra- there's a new trade embargo in place, gentlemen. Oh, this one will be easy. Yeah. Although I'll kind I will, of miss. I, will, I don't like anybody on Chris's team. I will, I will, you guys can trade me all the picks you want, and I won't have any players. It'll be perfect. You can take away my ability to repeat right now. Make Think an of offer. a full season of no stress. <laughs> How about two first round picks? You can have Keenan Allen. Canute, you Would you trade two fourths for him, Canute? This past I'm about looking. this time last year, you traded two fourths for Keenan Allen. <laughs> there was I'm a looking through second or a third in there. So Keenan missed basically the playoffs, but I was looking to see how he finished the year after the bye. Yeah, he was uh he was he was pretty darn good. So he missed four weeks and still finished his wide receiver eleven. It's a hot potato. That's uh, not bad at all. It's a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. I would have liked if he played. It was a heavy investment to see him on the bench, but I've got Amari Cooper and Mike Evans to keep him warm. Well, that first only turned into, I think, one of my dud running backs, so don't feel too bad. Well, that's good. I don't know what I'm going to do for a second quarterback this year, but I say that every year. And at least this year, I don't have to say, I don't know what I'm doing for my first quarterback. Now I just have to say, I don't know what I'm doing for my second quarterback. And that's a real relief. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole new era, boys. We're back, baby. Mm. Where does Keenan Allen go next year? He's under contract, isn't he? Or is he out? He's done. He's under. He's a free bird. Put him in Kansas City, please. He can have his DeAndre Hopkins late career team change. That would be spicy. Keenan uh, Allen, Allen, Mike Evans. KC. Mike Evans and Keenan Allen in Kansas City. <laughs> He's only 31. Uh, the one random article I saw for Keenan pat him in Carolina. But I don't know if that's hey. Uh, that's great. Just because they have, I mean, they have a lot of cap room. No, T. Yeah. Higgins is T. Higgins is signing in Carolina. That would work. I too. just saw some reports that um, he's staying home. Stop home. it! How can Thank they afford that? Yeah, I, I, I we'll see. I, I can. I, I'll find the tweet. But Burrow or Chase. Z. Had made like a statement that like we expect Higgins back, like he's a part of this team, part of this core, whatever. Um, so who knows? I mean, they could franchise tag him if they wanted to, but they shouldn't. See, they could probably just cut everyone else. Could work. Just chasing Higgins. Boyd always there. Always relevant for the one week that he's going to put up thirty points. 
and then fall back for the rest of the year. God bless him. God bless him. I think the team that I'm most excited to watch next year of all 14, because he's typically my most excited to watch every year is Mark. Uh, because Mark has Brock Purdy now, which is such a much, you know, so much of a stronger position than he's had in recent years. The second can QB pick it? is maybe can, I don't know. I mean, he obviously finished this year with Minshew, which worked, but he doesn't really have a second starter going in next year. He's got a, Derrick Henry running on two tendons and a prayer, but then he's got a chain. I mean, I, I just love how his team is. So he's going to score 127. When we start off in week one, we'll get excited about him on the pod. And the next week he'll come out and score 79 and it's going to be perfect. <laughs> I think the team that I am most excited for is Sam. Hmm. Hmm. Because I feel like he is like the one of the governors that never just never gives up. He will never sell and blow it up. No. Um He's got and, a lot of talent on IR too. Like that stuff's all coming back. And I mean he he did pretty good. Um I know like uh, two years ago when he bought Christian McCaffrey for real low, had him sold him really high. Um, and then he bought, um, who did he get from you, Chris hurt? Oh, he's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, so like now he's got Mark Andrews going into next year. Um, Cooper Cup, Adams, Matthew Stafford, you know, yep. Derek Carr. We'll see. Aaron Rodgers. Well, we, I mean, we make fun <laughs> of him, but like Jaden Reed and, Wicks for Green Bay both finished the you know finished their last four weeks in the top ten for wide receivers. They both finished super hot. And if Love keeps cooking next year, as goofy as it sounds, those two guys they could emerge because Christian Watson is on a downward trend. And Watson he's not getting the end zone love he was. He's missing half the games. They're clearly getting ready to move the offense away from him because of reliability issues. And if he can build a Kansas City. Yeah, that could be. I mean, when is this rookie contract? I'll take any. Though? I'll take any receiver there, please, for my for my Patrick Mahomes mental health. <laughs> I I still think Sam. I could be wrong, but I think he probably sells at least one of his quarterbacks to try and get a little younger at that position. But I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, shockingly, guys, he has no interest in Aiden O'Connell, Trace McSorley, Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, Kyle Trask. Desmond Ritter or uh, anyone else. So, but maybe he'll change his mind. Darn. You could probably get a start out of one of those guys eventually, maybe. I don't know. Just keep holding them, see what happens. Worked with Aiden O'Connell this year. He actually played decent for the second half of the year. Hell of a lot better than Jimmy G. <laughs> There's Propelled your me into a playoff. I don't think he's got a job next year, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see how my team does next year. Boo! You're the enemy. No, no, no one else is. <laughs> I agree, but if Garrett Wilson is the prophecy, if Seattle can get a quarterback, oh. if Patrick Mahomes can get a receiver, I think, I don't know, I think I'm in a pretty decent space to re repeat or at least scare. 
I but agree. My team also has a lot of old guys that are pretty key pieces. Like I need Keenan to continue to be at least serviceable, which I think he can. Evans is awesome, but weird. Cooper, awesome, but weird. So outside of those guys, I've got obviously a lot of talent around, but um, if those guys hit the age cliff, I'm, I'm probably going to be sitting at the low end of the playoff spot, but we'll see. It helps when you have it helps when you have quarterback figured out, and you're like, mm, how do I deal with the wide receiver four on the year thirty year old right. Mike Evans? Like, how do I deal right. with how do I deal with Waddle, who's a wide receiver two in Miami, but is a wide receiver one on almost any other team? Like, how do I if he can stay fucking healthy? So <laughs> you like, yeah, there's for weeks about this. Waddle goes out every game. He's on IR every fucking game, <laughs> and so when Eli and I traded, we were we go back and rehash oh are you happy with Hawkins and you're happy with Waddle he's like I'm just so glad I'm out of the Waddle experience <laughs> watching those games are a nightmare when oh, you get Waddle dead if you get sick Turn of the around. Waddle if you get sick of the Waddle experience oh make an offer Peter okay so one, question, 103 question to happen. the non-Chris's of this crowd mm. oh, let's other, Hi, no, answer this question before you leave BG one question so, of the last three champions, where does Chris power rank among your fear? Obviously, we had very specific feelings about Mark after he won it, but of the Jeremy, Ben, and now Chris, how do you power rank your fear at this rough point in the season, that January dread of will this be the last year? Two. Okay. Two. I think there was like a real, real like major fear about Jeremy's team after he won. Um I didn't really fear Ben at first feared him like a couple weeks in and I was like, okay, shit. Like, yeah, this guy can, he's going to repeat. Um, and so like, as it sits where we are at this point of the season, he's probably number two. Mm-hmm. Give me yeah, some more support material guys. Thank you. I think that was the same <laughs> way. I definitely was in the same camp as you vastly underestimated Ben. Um, last year especially early early on and it got better or i mean technically worse but uh chris is solidly up there not quite the rolling ball of chainsaws that jeremy's team was but uh still spooky to have anybody have lamar and mahomes on the same team yeah. that is a really risky proposition to have your league survive <laughs> yeah. yeah am i allowed to answer can i chime yes, in absolutely all right so i and I told I told Ben this in in my outro in my whatever when he lost during the season whatever I feared Ben repeating more than any of the previous three four Mark basically traded his team right away but more than Jeremy's team two years ago and in part because Ben's team is quite good when you have those three receivers and Kirk and Tua it was hard to compete ETN obviously regressed to the mean touchdown wise but again you have those three guys. Four guys, five guys, whatever. Um, but I think a bigger part of it is when Jeremy had been repeating, I thought that the upper end of the playoffs was a little bit more strong to like de- defeat or defend, mm. essentially. This year was really funky because you had a perennial in Jeremy go down. Dan's team saw a bunch of attrition with age and with whatever. And so I think a big part of what made Ben's team so scary is that it was like, I felt like I was very confident in my team. Commission team got injured, you know, whatever. I just thought the, the 
playoffs were set up in a way that Ben could repeat easier this year than Jeremy could have in years past. I think it's a long way of saying that, in my perspective. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point because um... – I mean, I remember I remember Jeremy having DM'd me in trade talks in week four or five, and he was still undecided on whether or not he was going to try to compete because he was worried about like, oh, Ben, actually, there's not that much competition for for Ben as it currently stood. Right. And and so that that I think changed a lot of a lot of our perception of the season as it went week to week. It was, oh, OK, going into the season. All right, we've got. Jeremy's Jeremy's going to be up there. Jonathan's going to be up there. Bort's going to be up there. Uh, Chris is going to be up there. DFT is going to be up there. Okay. Not so worried about Ben. And then mm-hmm. it seemed like, okay, week 10, it things had shifted pretty significantly. Um, that still puts Chris number two on my power ranking. Um, Jeremy's team seemed on, un- seemed unbeatable. And it was, I mean, it took truly the most, one of the most bizarre events in NFL history to prevent him Stroke from making the league. I mean, it, it. Like I know it. It's not good to make light of it, but it. It is something to be said. It's wild. for all intents and purposes. He essentially would have would have been done. So I. I'm mm-hmm. leaving him on my one, but Chris is still very very spooky. And then Mark is like we said, kind of the easy fourth, just because he made the decision. He wanted to blow it up, and interesting that we didn't all trade embargo him. But maybe it was just the intent, and we knew. But like I remember making a trade with immediately after he won. I don't know. But but now I'm but now I'm thinking of okay, is Jeremy a for sure playoff team going into next year? No, not necessarily. No. I'll call it. I think he makes it. I think he does too, but I don't think it's guaranteed. Yeah. You know it's going to be tough. You'll have to hit on rookies, but whereas that's like a challenge. And same with Matt. I'm not sure Matt has a first round pick this year. I'm not sure Rashi Rice, I think probably it is going to help this significantly, but is Matt a playoff team next year? And so I'm I'm thinking, what are the guaranteed playoff teams or quote guaranteed playoff teams right now that are going to be going up against Chris? Well, just count count them from the top down. Chris, Chris one seed. Jonathan. Uh, ben slash Jonathan, two slash three seed. Um, I think Board's going to be back with a vengeance. Board? I think yeah. his team getting healthy will help him. Yep. I think Matt Matt at five, Eli at six. And then I'm willing to – I would actually say I think Sam does it before Jeremy. Jeremy has four true starter positions he has to fill with only six first. I know I say only six first, but that would require essentially a two-thirds hit rate, which for first-round picks, right. for rookies, that just doesn't happen. So I think – my seventh, mm-hmm. I probably give to Sam, maybe to Dan K. I don't know. And then, like I say, I think Mark could goof around and somehow end up having the most points just by being his himself if he finds that second quarterback somehow, some way. I mean, so we'll see. But that's kind of my seven. Okay. Then I would say after that, who knows? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean – there's there there are teams obviously to go through and there's injuries to avoid and all of the things that happen in season. But Chris, you should yeah, as you should feel very confident. Uh in We'll see. I'm gonna ride it out. I went into this season in this year pretty um relaxed isn't the right word, but just kind of like we'll see how the dice fall into the playoffs and see how the dice fall. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take the same perspective next year. I'm not gonna stress it too much if I can 
you know, make a steam right away. I'll kind of give it a, give it a whirl. But I also like, don't think I'm joking. I, I'm not opposed to taking a little blow up season, rebuild season two, if the offers come right. So we'll see. We got a long time until this, this all kicks up again. So we'll see where all that kind of shakes out. I just don't know if I believe it. I, I don't, I don't know what it would take. I think you would have to sell one of your two quarterbacks before I would believe you. And there's no way you're selling yeah. either of those two. So oh God, yeah. I just don't I, think I, I would love but, to just trade all my but, own guys and keep all my young receivers and quarterbacks and then just see what happens. But if you could do what Jeremy did, which was keep his top three players on his team and acquire six first round picks in a loaded draft class, why wouldn't you? Granted, keep a top three of Mike I mean, like, Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper and then just trade the rest. Trade Waddle, <laughs> Mahomes and company and everybody yeah. else's. Make sure you don't leave uh, running back to Raheem Mostert out of the picture of your future rebuild. Top four, top yeah, four. Yeah, you're right, right. right. Najee, Najee's fifth. <laughs> what a year. I, It'll be really interesting. Some player will be Raheem Mostert next year because there's one every year, but 31 years old to score more touchdowns than you did in the first nine years of your career. Yeah. Ridiculous. Pretty wild. It is very wild. Pretty wild. And Dan held him all the year, most of the year. And he God ends a champion. He did. He went out on top. He got a ring. We'll see if he got a ring. Little holiday bonus coming his way, perhaps. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, great. Chris, did you give to all the charities of all your players? You know, <laughs> put like ten bucks in each of your uh, players' charities. Whatever, whatever yes, charity yes, Lamar I totally, supports. I totally did that. I did yeah. that. Like the kids of Baltimore or something. Baltimore Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look into it. All right. What does Dan right. P do? Mm. What what what's his I have I, thoughts. I actually feel really bad for him on. because I like to build a podcast on. Yeah, we should. I hope he he's can a, he's a play. he's a contender for the second chance draft, but I don't think yeah. I, I don't think he I don't know. I mean I was, was I've the, been in his what position. Was the T Law draft? Is that twenty one? Twenty one was the T Law draft, yeah. That he's given, he's given it three years and then I know that draft built him up and then kicked him in the dick. What a what a turn from getting Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, who we all thought was like Dan came away with a killer draft. Yep. Year one looked like it did. I two, three years I was looking later. At, I think he was only one of my two aged grades that draft. So that's why yeah. I, I have a lot of pity for him because I don't necessarily think he's done it. Okay, I'm dying. Wrong. I mean, I would have taken Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in both of those two respective spots. Yeah. And it just didn't work. And that is a, it's a bummer. And he seemingly hit on three of his other first round picks that he's, that he's had Ken Walker, yep. Jordan Addison, and Pickens. But, oh, Chris, bye, champ. I, I got to get going here, fellas. See ya. Thanks for, thanks for joining, champ. Yeah, we'll uh, get this happy, uh, again closer to draft. Maybe I'm I'm around. Happy repeat. Right. Happy repeat. Start quest. doing some research. I love talking Thanks, rookies with anybody. <laughs> there see you go. I should actually look into who's looking into the draft. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye. I wonder if Jeremy would join now that he's so vested in uh, in rookies this year. Maybe I could get him to. Although he'll probably want to keep everything close to his chest, but I get that. Well, I will say he reached out to me. Ooh. I'd love to. I only have the one first round pick this year, so I'm not worried about giving up any trade secrets. And even then, I don't know. The hit rate is low enough. I don't care. And I just think it'd be just to have a full hour chatting about 
he's especially pre NFL draft and then just blindly speculate. You know, we look oh. at like Brock Bowers. If he goes to if he goes to LA and LA ends up being led by Jim Harbaugh. Oh, oh, oh. That, that's literally a top four dynasty pick. Where let me just let me just pull up a quick little a quick little uh, <laughs> a quick little mock, huh? Where if he goes to if, <laughs> if he goes to like Tennessee at the seven and right. they're still in a scheme that doesn't love the tight end the same way, right. right? I'm a little less excited, but Bowers is probably the most NFL ready tight end we've seen since Sam Laporta. Or if oh, I, you're not, you're <laughs> not, uh, you're not wrong, sir. Sam Laporta, another tutty last night. He's Dude, a, he, dude's he's a, a beast. Stud. He's a stud. I love so much. And you I got him at what pick? Two what? Two o two, I think. Two o two or two or three. That's robbery. I know. That's robbery, my friend. I let I let Sam trade up so he could take Michael Meyer and then trade again so he could get Jaden Reed, but made sure I kept my Laporta in between. Well, I am a little, little bummed this year because I, you know, I always try to get the early seconds if I can because mm-hmm. I love that part of the draft. But every one of my seconds fell at 108 or later this year, which was mm-hmm. a bummer because I was feeling pretty confident with some of them, and then that didn't work. But all right, let's. How much time do you want to have? <laughs> we don't have to do much. Okay, K- Caleb, probably... Caleb Williams to the Bears if they yep. keep it makes sense. Should be right. the 101 in Superflex. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Drake May, second to the Washington Commanders. I don't know what to, I don't know I, how to feel about this. Um, Jeremy doesn't go quarterback. Jeremy does not go quarterback at two. No, I honestly, I think Jeremy takes Marv regardless of landing spot. I really, I actually Agreed. believe that. Just like I think that Bijan, regardless of landing spot, was going to be like the top non QB this year. I think right. we have one ish of those guys every Brees Hall before that. Right. And Marv is that guy this year. He is the skill position player. Everybody's just going to be drooling over. Mm-hmm. I really don't I don't care if he goes to New England. I mean, I hate New England a lot, but right. I think he's pretty landing spot proof, which we haven't said for a lot of wide receivers. But we'll see. Anyway, let's let's jump back into the order. You're probably right. Drake may at, at the two. I think Washington's a serious trade candidate for an actual QB. Mm. Um, the way you know Indianapolis has done a couple times over the years, but okay, holding firm again. I agree, holding firm. Three. Patriots are not Patriots are not trading out of three. No, if anything, they're if, trading up. If anything, they are trading up, and they are trading for a quarterback. Um, yes. They currently have this mock uh, has Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner out of LSU going to the Patriots at three. This is all dependent to me on who is their coach and coordinator and GM. Yeah. What front office have they established? How much of their 85 million in cap space have they used? And on what positions have they used it on? That That yeah, is all dependent on me on whether or not this is a good landing spot or a landing spot that I am gun shy on. They got a defensive head coach who's got experience in the program in the Bill Belichick way, which mm-hmm. if you're only looking at it from a fantasy standpoint is not great for quarterback. No. Um, we'll see, you know, he could, could prove us wrong and maybe he's a quarterback whisperer, but he's got to build a whole staff out yet. And we don't know offensive coordinator. We don't know mm-hmm. quarterbacks coach. We're a long ways from that. And more than likely they're going to have to rebuild. I wouldn't be surprised if you see, uh, 50 or greater percent new playbook. And I think a lot of that's going to be built around um, who that new quarterback is. So absolutely there's going to be 
it'll be a whole new New England Patriots that we're t- talking like late nineties, all of a sudden transitioning into the early two thousands. This will be a new era for them. Yeah. Probably but much needed. They will look very they will look very different. Uh Marvin Harrison four going to Arizona. Sure. Pair up with Kyler, sure. pair up with McBride. That sounds that sounds like a like a home run pick if I'm Arizona. Uh Brock Bowers. Yeah. Pick that's... number five to the Chargers. That would be if... shocking in real life. I I think it's less crazy than you might think. Uh, Herbert, because they can't figure out his offensive line. I could see them taking, like Joe Alt would make a lot of sense here mm. out of, uh, I believe he's out of Notre Dame. Yeah, He would make a ton of sense here. But I think more than likely what the Chargers are going to end up doing is taking another blocking weapon. And with a pick this early, Bowers is the only guy that makes sense. Bowers is one of the best blocking tight ends we've seen in the te- color television era of football. And he's an incredible receiving threat at the same time. The dude is massive. He can move people. We saw him consistently match up against SEC defenses and take age rushers out of the picture for his... I mean, the guy did not play with stud quarterbacks Mm-mm. his career. I mean, both are fine. And he won two national titles and only ever lost one game in his career. So Brock Bowers is going to be a guy that will make a lot of teams say, why the hell did we not figure out a way to get that guy? And I don't still I don't know if he's a top five draft pick because tight ends aren't normally that except for Kyle Pitts, but uh, eek, he should yes. not. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if he goes here, legitimately, he's a top three asset for rookies. He won't go top three in our picks because we have too many QB needy teams. But yeah, this is such a good player. It's such a good spot, especially if the Chargers can get a offensive head coach that actually understands the sport of football and doesn't Nate Stanley every single play and just suck the life out of him. Yeah. Love it. This next, this next pick Malik neighbors pick number six to the giants who have Mm. Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito as their quarterback. Uh, this seems odd to me. I, I think Giants go a defensive player, to be honest, at six. Um, I would be surprised to see them take a wide receiver again. They didn't spend a ton of capital on Hyatt, but I think they believe in him. He's probably not a wide receiver one, but I could see them targeting. They've got the cap room. You Mm -hmm. talk about T. Higgins. You talk about Keenan Allen. You talk about these guys that are free this year. I think it makes way more sense for the Giants to go out and spend money on one of them and not not take a first round here. Go get a defensive player. Your defense was the worst in the league. And you got to address that before you can even play competent football. Agreed. Uh, Bears look to add to a wide receiver room, and they look they add Rome Adunze. So it'd be Caleb Williams throwing to Adunze. Aren't they down at nine? They are at nine. That's the next offensive player. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you're okay, fantasy you're relevant. Fantasy relevant player. It does not have Tennessee at seven going offensive player. It does not have Atlanta going offensive player at eight. That makes uh, sense. You, what are the I mean, Titans, you kind of alluded to it earlier, sneaky quarterback pick, maybe at seven. Um, Yeah, I, I could see a, a realm where they surprise people and go QB earlier than planned. But I also, they seem much more keen on taking a free agent quarterback. I could see them finding one of the journeymen if they're available that they trust. Um, So we'll see. You're right. Defensive player makes sense. What are they probably looking at something in that? Well, they might be looking for a lineman. Are they... They were they were uh, Olu Fashanu out of Penn State. Great player. Okay. And then it that has, would make a lot of sense. It has Atlanta going edge rusher Dallas Turner out of Alabama. Okay. 
and then it has the Bears at nine going Roma Dunze. The Rome Jets... is going to be Rome will be the wide receiver that people will say, how did he fall? I think he'll end up falling out of the top ten. To be honest, mm. I don't think he probably goes. The list that you're giving me so far seems a little offensive heavy, which is fine. Yeah, but I think Rome probably goes out of the top ten, and he's going to make seven or eight GMs say, why in the world wasn't he in the top ten? Rome's got that. He's got that husky dog in him, pun intended, mm. a little bit. And I mean, he, the guy played with two broken ribs, still put up over a hundred yards. He's got the current active NCAA streak for most games with over fifty yards. He won multiple awards over Marv. I think he should have won the Belitnikov over Marv. I'm a little biased. No, Rome is Rome's a stud. Uh, yeah. He just needs to have a quarterback that can support him. I'm not sure Justin Fields is that quarterback, but Caleb Williams could be. So we'll see. It does have, and and to finish it up, to to wrap it up, our Minnesota Vikings at pick 11, this has them taking Michael Penix Jr., quarterback out of Washington. I cannot see, I I can't see this happening. No. Michael Michael Penix? No. No, I I can't see that. I don't think I want Michael Penix as a top 20 pick. Um, I get it. They they think we need a QB of the future, but wait a year, see if we're bad. Um, I'm not ready for that. I no. just, unless they were fully convinced they were going to move on, well, then go trade up and get Jane Daniels and right. prove it. But right. without that, no. Just ride it out, see what happens, and then uh, I would much rather the Vikings go cornerback probably cornerback so I like all right that. well all right we'll do That's more rookie talk enough. later i could talk rookie for seven hours this is my right. passion so see you on the other side brother all right pod father can you thank you for tuning in if you listened all the way through uh put i don't know put whatever you want in the chat i don't care uh it's uh, been fail fail 84 canute what do you have what do you want him to put in the chat i was just gonna have them put their uh their just a screenshot of their most outlandish Chris DM okay. to honor his championship. Yes. To, to honor the uh, Chris's first fail championship, but in the most, most outrageous, egregious DM from Chris that you have. All right. Cheers, everybody. Have a happy Thank new you. Year, everyone. See happy ya. New Year. Happy 2024. Talk soon. Bye.